Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. For more episodes, go to www.footballpurist.com and you can also find us at iTunes. Meu povo peixe, atenção Na rua daqui eu te fiz Quero mostrar a quem vem Aquilo que o povo diz Posso falar, pois eu sei Eu tive sempre transpondi Quando almoço, não janto E quando canto é the Beard Boys return with a preview of Match Day 9 of the Barclays Premier League. We're all still reeling, I think, from the scintillating uh, action between Manchester and Liverpool from yesterday, um, if you can't catch my sarcasm. But we're here to preview this week's action. We have the regulars on this week, Sean here with me in San Francisco, and Quinn joining us on the road. Gents, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Sean? I'm doing well, fired up for this week, I as know. always. I'm fired up as well. I just want to put it out there that we actually have kind of a, um, a rivalry going on here in the Van Buren boys, and I don't even think you guys even realize what I'm talking about, but yesterday when we were talking, I mentioned that the song Brandy was really stuck in my head, and him said, are you referring to the Red Hot Chili Peppers cover version? That, that struck me in the wrong way. I'm going to put it out there. I mean... Any version other than the Looking Glass version is the wrong version. Am I, am I right or wrong about that? Yeah, it seems like a stupid question to ask. Yeah, I thought so too. No, I have no clue what we're talking about. The song Brandy? You nope. know, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. It's a, great, it's a great song. We'll probably play it as the outro. I stick to your Frank Sinatra's of the world. Okay. That's about it. Yeah, snob. Okay, um, so we're going to do... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Don't talk about the chairman that way. Yeah. So we're going to do one plus, one minus from last week's uh, Premier League action. And Quinn, we will start with you. Uh, one plus from last weekend? Uh, I'm going to give my plus to Stoke City. They survived their first relegation battle game for okay. Sunderland. 2 nice. nothing. Hey, that's something, right? Sean, you got one plus for us? Everton's defense really shutting down Man City's powerhouse attack. That was cool to see. Komen. Maybe getting that team together. Maybe he has something on Pep, you know, because they were friends and they played together Ooh. and stuff. Because like dirt is, on him? Yeah, no, no, no. Just he knows the secrets. I'm not, I'm not suggesting he has like lewd photos or something like that. But. And it's always fun to see Everton fans' expectations rise. Yeah, crucial for the inevitable blindside bust that they get. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Matt. Yeah, truly. Mine is um, on the same line, Stecklenburg's Renaissance. Or can we call it the Stecklesance? The Stecklesance? Remember when Matt criticized the Stecklenburg? Yeah, I remember that. I remember him talking about how Stecklenburg forgot how to play goalie. But now it looks like maybe it's Fulham. Maybe Fulham is the problem. No. Never. They're cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Quinn, do you have a minus? I do. Um, Kind of aligned with your pluses, I said uh, City's penalty takers. Both of their penalties went to the same place yeah, from De Bruyne and Aguero. They were both really shit, too. It was amazing. But credit, credit where it's due. Yeah, definitely. Sean, a plus? I'm at a minus now. Oh, minus. Sorry. Yeah. Jesus. Minus. Uh, I'm going. Soiled it. <laughs> going Liverpool's attack. I think they should have won that game. Man United sat back and let them attack, and it shouldn't happen like that. Yeah. Okay. My minus is Madrid's fax machine. Because if they had actually had an operating fax machine, Liverpool would have won that game yesterday because David De Gea would be enjoying the sweet, balmy breezes of Madrid rather than making saves at, on a cold night at Anfield. Those were ridiculous saves. I couldn't even believe it. Yeah, you know, 
Who I was going to say the Coutinho one especially. Yeah, I was going to ask, which one did you guys think was more impressive? Because the Chan one, he saved, he it was almost behind him when he made the save, which was really impressive. But Coutinho's was one for the cameras for sure. I think Chan's was a better save. Okay. Low and away to get down like that. Quinn, you seem to disagree and think Coutinho's was, was better? Yeah, I think against basically any other keeper that goes in. But, I mean, I see the appeal of the Chan one too because... I don't know he kind of took it on like the half step sort of so I I see how that could have thrown De Gea off easily but the thing yeah. that people haven't <laughs> talked about I mean the, the save was amazing but for Coutinho to do that on the half turn that was incredible it was heading for the for the side netting from that distance which was impressive as hell yeah I wasn't expecting him to shoot at all I was like surprised when he actually did yeah and disappointed at the end yeah. <laughs> You know well, who should have gotten maybe a plus out of us, but you guys are Liverpool fans, and I know you're trying not to be biased, but Lallana, that team changed when he showed up. It did. Yeah, they were missing the energy in the in the middle of the park. And yeah. I, mean, I touched Chase about this Ooh. earlier, but it was tough throwing uh, Chan in that game. I mean, they had to. And Wijnaldum. Uh, yeah. yeah, and Wijnaldum. Apparently, Everton fans think he's one of the worst buys of the year so far, which, whatever, Everton. Get over yourselves, honestly. Yeah. You wish you had. They, they would die if they had. He's no guy. Or gay. Gay. Gael. Male Gail. Um, so that leaves us to preview of match, uh, match day nine. Um, the first game we think you should be watching this week, United visit, visiting the bridge, um, the return of the special one. What kind of reception do you guys think Jose's going to get when he finally returns to Stanford Bridge for the second time? Well, since apparently everyone hates Conte now, uh, I think they're going to raise banners for him and try and get him, maybe to get the teams to swap coaches mid-game. or mid. Yeah. Have we ruled out the possibility of Jose coming back for a third time? Nope. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> How, it could have ended any worse. <laughs> hey, Conte's on the hot seat. I'm not putting it past him actually to bring him back for a third time. I don't think it's that crazy to think about. Is Abramovich that mad? He's going to fire Conte when they're in, like, the top four. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, I don't think he's that crazy. Or I don't think he's – I don't think that that's outside of his realm of craziness. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Who's going to be crazier at the match, Costa or Mourinho? Ooh. Quinn, I'll leave this to you because i got to think about this for a second. Uh, I'm going to see. Uh, I'm going to see Costa. It's really I, I, oh, I would love to see a Costa Fellaini fight. Oh. That's what I'm predicting for this game. Yeah, you know it's really tough because I'm actually of the I'm of the opinion that Costa is Jose Mourinho's estranged son. Like we just don't know it yet because they're like Costa is Mourinho in player form, right? I mean they were so perfect for each other at Chelsea. <laughs> um, but I do want to ask on the topic of Mourinho because he's returning to Stamford Bridge. What do you guys think his legacy is at Chelsea these days? Obviously his first run. He was the one that kind of catapulted them to the top. And then he comes back, and he wins the league once, and then has a disastrous second season, and he gets sacked. What If, if he doesn't return to Chelsea for the third time, which we'll have to come up with a hashtag, like Jose back times three or some, some, something like that, what's his legacy at Chelsea at this point? His Chelsea legacy, I guess. I think over time, it'll probably take a year or two, um, but he'll probably go down as their most successful manager. You would think. 
Um, except maybe Di Matteo, just because he had the Champions League, but doesn't make him the most successful manager. Yeah, I think that's but fair. Didn't the fans didn't really want him to get fired though? Did they? They he were like should, upset about that. He should have never been fired, really. Well, because the the fans thought it was the the players turned on him. Yeah, right. I, I think he just tried to rest him for too long, and everything just came off the wheels. But eh, they should have kept him. I think it, there's a lot of rumors about him and Ava Braun. Remember, not Ava Braun, that's, that's Hiller's wife. Oh. Um, Braun is her last name, though. Um, oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the physio that he screwed over. The physio at. that he screwed over, that the players are really close with her. And, um, and, and the reason I was thinking it was Ava Braun is because I was about to compare uh, Jose Mourinho to like, his fascist mentality, which is kind of like me or no one, you know, that kind of thing. And I think him firing her was like really bad for the dressing room dynamic. They, they literally stopped playing for him if you watch the tape. I mean, they just didn't try. Yeah, I agree, I guess. I guess he had to go. There's a lot of snakes in that dressing room between Fabregas and Hazard. It's not, a, it's not the healthiest uh, group of players, right? John Terry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they need to make changes. They, there's, so, there's so many uh, players in their 30s, and all the players you mentioned, it's just they need to ship some of them out. Yeah. But I will say this, Chelsea looked back to their usual selves against Leicester last week. They won 3-0. Um, and I don't know whether that's more of a statement on Chelsea coming back or Leicester being so shit in the Premier League this year. Um, Costa and Azard score. Um, do you guys think that there's any truth to the Conte rumors? Is it possible that he's going to be uh, removed? Anything's possible with that team. Quinn, what do you think? Yeah, anything's possible, but... I can't see him getting fired before the end of the season unless something happens like last year. Yeah. Are you guys, did you guys predict them to be top four this year? Are you guys still on kind of them being near the top? Near the top. Yeah, I think I had them in the top four with Arsenal City and uh, Manchester United. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I don't think they'll get top four. I think they're a little bit too inconsistent. And I think it's still, it's just going to keep taking some time before. Conte's like way of looking at things is going to be implemented, and he he could get fired. I mean, he could get sacked right before he even has a chance to implement his his way of thinking into the team. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he was a for Chelsea for their model. He was a bad hire. Yeah, he's a long term type coach. Definitely. Well, and speaking of um, bad hires, United coming off of a zero zero draw at Anfield, as we just talked about, scintillating um, game. Scint- yeah, I said I said scintillating in the, at the top, and I meant it. It was end to end action. Kids couldn't take your eyes off of it. I was saying. One of my minuses that I was contemplating was Premier League announcers just screaming about how great the league is <laughs> when the game is clearly not great. Oh my God! Can you believe that? Well, and you know that they're trying. I, mean, I don't know if you've watched any of the commentary because Sean, you don't follow the news, but um, it is. <laughs> they've been talking about it was one of those, you know, get stuck in type games. You know, what I mean? it was such bullshit. It was so boring. It was really, really not a fun match to watch. But Jose's being declared a tactical mastermind afterwards. I think it. Was I don't more, get it. Yeah, I think it was more Liverpool's attack. Screw Mourinho and his tactics. Yeah, if if Wijnaldum and Lallana play from the start, they would win that game. I think. Yeah, they buzzsaw that team. Yeah, only Mourinho is the only manager that could get away with taking hundreds of millions of pounds worth of investment investment in players, making them play practically eight players at the back, and then being hailed as a tactical genius when they get a zero zero draw against Liverpool. I mean, he played Ashley Young. No Rooney though. 
he didn't start. No Rooney. Any thoughts on that, Sean? Mm, I don't care. It was fun to see the Rooney Moreno battle <laughs> while it lasted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Like three minutes. <laughs> Do you guys think that Rooney could be leaving? That's tough to imagine. No, I don't care. It's United. Really? Would he? Where would he go? Would he go to the MLS or would he just retire? Well, that's what I, I guess. That's what I'm asking is: Do you guys see a situation where he could play in another on another Premier League team? Everton. Yes, yeah. he would be perfect for Everton. <laughs> oh my god! Like that would be too much. Going back to Cleveland. Can't you? Oh, yeah, that's how they would play <laughs> so, too. Except Rooney's washed up. <laughs> um, I could just see it now. Him returning to the stadium, the banners. You know what I mean? Rune back. Hashtag yeah. Rune back. Maybe another Rodney banner. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's move to the next game. You, know? these teams. you hate. You can't even. You can't even. You can't even listen to it. I don't care what Rooney does. It's United. Yeah. Good point. Okay, but I do want to give Quinn a chance to give us dumpster fire player of the week for this Ooh. game. Uh, we've already used them, but I'm using Dab Luis again. Oh my God, Quinn! No, no. No. All right. All right. Okay. I take it. I'll. Uh, I'll go. Diego Costa. He either have a hat trick or he'll punch Mourinho in the face. Okay. So you know it'd be fun because uh, the rumor is he's upset with Conte's constant directions on the field. So how about he punches Mourinho in revenge, and then kicks Conte in the nuts. Post-punch. And he becomes player manager. Afterwards. Yeah. He yeah. just thrashes through the coaching staff. I'll give my and I know this was Quinn's topic, so I shouldn't interfere. But my dumpster fire is Pogba. He's been awful. He's been really bad. He could come out and win the game for them and start playing well, but he's been really bad. So I'm just going to put that out there. Um, all right, let's just do predictions and then move on. Sean, prediction? Nil-nil. I got 0-0 zero, zero as well. What about you, Quinn? I'll spice it up. Uh, one nil, Chelsea. I like that. I okay. like that. I have 0-0, zero, zero and I have in parentheses both teams booed off the field, Ooh. which I would love to see. Yes. Um, okay, that's our first game we think you should be watching. Although, now that I'm saying that, maybe you shouldn't be watching it. Anyway, okay. I'm not Number watch. two game, uh, Bora travels to London to play against Arsenal at the Emirates. And I think we're all wondering the same thing, which is, when we go to Kazar Pub this weekend to watch the matches, who is Sean going to be rooting for? Because, just to give the listeners some background... Sean, traditional Arsenal fan. However, he has told several people at Kazar's Pub, including our waitress, that he's studied abroad or slash is from Middlesbrough <laughs> and used to have season tickets. <laughs> Who are you going to root for? <laughs> uh, I'm going to root for Burrow. Okay. Go Burrow. <laughs> yeah, abandoning abandoning Arsenal here at the well, Kazar's Pub. Yeah, i got to be consistent with that crowd. They don't know I'm an Arsenal fan. If I yeah. show up and I start rooting for Arsenal, I'm a bandwagoner. In fact, you talked a lot of shit about Arsenal at that bar. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> Saying, quote, if only Arsenal had a striker like Millsborough. <laughs> <laughs> we were referring to Negredo. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Um, Arsenal are white hot right now. Um, Quinn, any explanation? And Sean, I want to get your thoughts too. Any explanation for why Arsenal started so well this season? Go um, you know, they had the Liverpool game, which they lost, which I was tough. But, you know, they made a few purchases. They got Mustafi and Coach Telney back from injury. Uh, Walcott out of nowhere. Third highest score of the Premier League. Yeah, and then they Allow, were playing Allowed Sanchez to attend the strikers' meetings now? No. No, still not invited. Only if he brings the coffees. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, no, they the purchases seem to be good, and uh, everyone's back from injury, so they've been playing really well. Six straight wins in the league. Yeah, still ripe for a collapse, though. Uh, I don't know, but it's pretty crazy that they're even on points with a pet Man City team and only behind on goal differential. Who would have thunk it? I know. I mean, I guess we're being really negative about them over the last few years, but I don't know. We should go back and watch some of the fan reaction videos from Arsenal fans after the Liverpool game. Yeah, because they were all like, Wenger, put him in his retirement home, you know, all these things. That's why you don't watch the news. I get it now. Everyone's being overly pessimistic about Arsenal's skills, but Mustafi, I think, is the signing of the season so far for them. It's been great. And Shaka, too. Yeah, I guess he's... that red card... Was that a red card last weekend? I don't think so. It was Chase? a it was a professional foul, which is de- deeming of a yellow card. It was not a red card offense. If he had done that at the edge of the penalty area, maybe, but it was fifty yards away from goal. He was tripping him to stop him. That's yeah. allowed. That's that's not against the rules. And what I like is Kokolan has already said Jacques has made me raise my game. So sounds like the competition's good, and Arsena seems like he can manage players a little bit better than say someone like Mourinho. And I guess Chase really wants us to bring it up, but what about that scintillating volley? I mean, some Englishmen scream some superlatives about that goal. Ozil? Yeah. Dude, Ozil's so good. I'm sorry. He's amazing. I just, ugh. He makes the game worth watching. I have a weird thing with Ozil. Okay. You uh, are the wind. We can tell. <laughs> so I just want to put it out there, too, for all of our listeners that I said at the beginning of the season that Theo was ripe for a great campaign, and he's the third highest scorer. He has five goals already. So you guys can take it all back now, right? I mean, he has no. more goals than Sterling. I said that was going to happen. Good. He's well, going to get injured. Quinn, don't, God, don't say that. Because you said that about Harry Kane, and it actually happened. Ooh. I'm a realist. <laughs> You're a realist. <laughs> um, Arsenal flying high. Boro flying uh, very close to the ground. Um, in free fall after losing to Watford. Um, I've got a trivia for you guys. Last scorer when Burrow beat Arsenal on the road. And it was not at the Emirates. It was at Highbury. So you had to go back that far. Any, any guesses? Jimmy Floyd Hasselbeck? Incorrect. Yeah. Quinn? Uh, I don't know any Middlesbrough players from that far back. So. Juninho. Oh, Juninho. Oh, wow. Yeah, Interesting. That's how far back we're going. Juninho. Um, so... Quinn, can they fix this before they get tossed into a legit relegation scrap? I think they can. Actually, I, I asked some kid on Reddit the other day. He was a Middlesbrough fan, like, what's up? Because I, I've watched a few of their games, and they seem to have a lot of uh, possession, but they don't really have uh, anyone to play the final ball. It doesn't really seem to be there, whether that's, you know, a scoring chance or the shot. Um, you take that back. This, <laughs> They seem like pretty comfortable with the ball, and they don't look like they're too exposed. They're just having trouble putting the ball in the back of the net. So. Yeah. Okay, I know we talk about downing a lot in a joking way, but at what point do you consider putting him in the middle? I mean, honestly, he is the one player on the team that has like legit Premier League experience. Like, at what point do you seriously consider doing that? That's where he played at West Ham, and he was effective there, right? I don't think Karanka does it for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't really understand it. He's obviously lost a lot of his pace, so it would make sense to put him in the middle. You don't need... Okay, yeah. Okay, who replaces him on the wing then? Gaston. Just move Gaston yeah. wide. He used Ooh. to play there for Inter. Andy. And then put Fisher on the other wing. Oh. You have Stuani, too. They have plenty of options. Yeah. All right, let's tweet Karanka tomorrow. <laughs> Matt, 
Keep Matt, who's taking charge of our Twitter account. Yeah. I'm scared he's going to change the password and just leave us all <laughs> out in the cold. He is ridiculously funny, so I will take it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, Sean, it is your week for celebrity. Any celebrity showdown for Burrow versus Arsenal? Tom Hardy for Middlesbrough. Great choice. Idris Elba for Arsenal. And this will be the celeb battle for who could be the next James Bond. Oh, you know what? I haven't considered Tom Hardy for James Bond. He would be fantastic. So would Elba. Quinn? I don't know who the other person is, so I'm going Tom Hardy. I'm a huge Tom Hardy fan. See, the problem is, is they're they're too well-known. Yep. James Bond is usually like a... Up and coming. Yeah. Like Brosnan. Matt Damon. (laughs) That kid's not up and coming. He's at the top. He's at the top. So I don't know. I think... I think neither will be the next James Bond, but... I really... Now that you've said it, I want Tom Hardy to be the next James Bond. All right. You heard it here first. Tom Hardy is the next James Bond. I don't know who wins the sled show. I was born in the dark. (laughs) Molded by it. Molded by it. You know how I know Tom Hardy would be a great James Bond? Because he's already classified as people as a physical actor. I.e., he doesn't have to say any lines. He just has to stand there and, like, look All right, here's what I want to see. I don't... Idris Elba's James Bond, Tom Hardy's the villain, badass train fight. Yeah. Remake of From Russia with Love. (laughs) And Tom Hardy plays a psychopath, Russian, the guy the the Russians are training to set everyone up. You know how I know Tom Hardy can't be a villain in a James Bond movie? Oh. He's too attractive. But so He's a really good looking man. Who's the guy who played Quentin Jaws? He was the bad guy in From Russia with Love. God. I should know this. I don't know this. Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw. He yep. is a stud in From Russia with Love. And, uh, they have to give him like a scar on his face or something. They can you know do I mean? that. I mean, I know that they can, but still, it would be... Or would it be in character? you could put like a mask over his face that distorts his voice. <laughs> Why do I feel like that's been done already? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Burrow, Travel the Emirates. Score predictions, Sean, Ar- Resident Arsenal slash... Homer Burrow fan? Who do you Homer like? Homer Smoggies? You're, you're Homer Smoggy. Homer, Homer Smoggy. I'm going to go Arsenal smashing him 3-0. Okay. Quinn? Yeah, 3-0 Arsenal. I have 3-1 Arsenal written down. I'm tired of picking Burrow. I can't I can't muster up the courage anymore to pick a, a hat trick for Stuart Downey if I know it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Still yet to score or assist this season. Quinn, Pretty disappointing. I'm going to kill you. Shut Interesting up. stat for Uzel: Three goals, one assist. So Ooh. I'm, we, we could go on this for an hour, but there's a point where it becomes offensive that OTL is not considered world class. There becomes a point when that happens. Yeah. We're, we're approaching it quickly. We're not going to go there, though. Okay, third game we're going to talk about today. Spurs uh, visiting Bournemouth this weekend. Apparently, Dean Court, which is where Bournemouth play, of course, is the toughest stadium in the Premier League. Cole got walloped there last week, 6-1. to one. Did you guys watch that match? Nope. Quinn? No. I saw a match of the day, which is something. Yeah. Yeah. I was... saw the goals. It Cole's just felt, a mess. It felt like everything that Bournemouth touched just went in the goal, though. Not all of them were great chances, but it was just like they hit the post or it went in. Yeah. But you know who is conspicuously <laughs> missing? Yes. <laughs> you know who is conspicuously missing from the score sheet is your boy Jack Wilshire, Sean. Yeah, the one Bournemouth game I watched, Jack Wilshire was god awful. I don't think he's been great for them so far. 
The poor guy, he's got the natural talent. It just looks like he's trying too hard. He's broken mentally and physically. You have to feel bad for him, though. I think his career took a sideways turn when he beat up that cab driver because he was a Spurs fan. And after that, he just felt like he had to be, like, resident tough guy. <laughs> you know he's, like, 5'7". <laughs> he definitely has a Napoleon complex, I feel, Jack Wilshire. Um, but Bournemouth in their last three, they beat Everton, uh, much maligned on this podcast. They drew against Watford, and then they crushed Hull. Um, Quinn, what is Eddie Howe doing right right now? Um, I think they they have everyone back. Caleb Wilson's back from injury, um, and he's been linking up well with Josh King, who is a former uh, Manchester United prospect. Um, and I don't know, he just they they play they play good soccer, uh, and you know having a, a good striker on the end of crosses or passes makes it a lot easier to score goals. So, state the obvious, um, but yeah, they looked good. Yeah, you think they're contenders for top half or maybe even. You know, flirting with those top eight, top six spots? Yeah, I think they'll have to compete with Crystal Palace, Watford, and probably Leicester and West Ham to get in top top ten, but I think they have a good shot at it. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Spurs draw against West Brom last week, and they lose under Werrell. That's a tough loss for them. Yeah, the rumors what, Eric Dyer's going to step in? I like Eric Dyer at center back, though, because he's a good passer, and they don't... They spend a lot of time on the ball, I feel, so maybe that's good for them. Yeah, and he was um, he used to play he was a center back in Sporting's youth system in Portugal, so it's not a foreign concept to him. Sean, I do you want to let you know that Harry Kane is due back this game. I know Quinn doesn't care, but uh, I do. We'll see what Wait, happens. really? That's soon? Yeah, they're saying he might come back as a sub this week. Dang it. Yeah, but they're <laughs> His replacement's on fire, so... Quinn's scared. I can feel it. I can, I can sense oh, the fear through the phone. I'm scared. <laughs> I He's going to come back with a, with a... He'll be a man on a mission. I've done the math. I just still think it's on the cards for him to get 20. I know he only has one so far, but it's still on the cards. It is on the cards. What, there's 30 games left, and he needs 19 goals? You have to think that he'll get, like, eight penalty goals, right? I mean... Does he take their penalties? Yeah, he does. He does take their penalties. That's why they missed against Man City, because that's why they had that argument between um, Young Sun Min and um, Eric Lamella, because uh, Harry Kane is so obviously the penalty taker. Yeah. Jesus, give me a break. <laughs> All right. Quinn, we know you don't like Harry Kane. And we know you don't like Tottenham, Sean, so... Sean, Sean, Sean gets very testy when we talk about teams that he hates, I feel. Yeah. Kind of, you get kind of like reclusive, you know what I mean? You know, you're, just, you're just like, I'm not in the mood. I can't, even, I can't even talk about this. He does the same with Manchester United. Uh, who cares? They're United. <laughs> yeah, fair yeah. enough. I was assigned historical context this week between Spurs and Bournemouth. Um, and so I've got one. The 1957 FA Cup. Fifth round, Spurs play against Bournemouth, who was in the third division at the time, to a raucous 26,000 people. Bournemouth win 3-1. Skipper Hughes was the score, was the uh, was one of the goal scorers from Bournemouth, which sounds like a peanut butter. So or a friend of Skilly Williams. <laughs> that was my thought. They all sound like sex positions. It's amazing to me. I love English names. <laughs> I love old school highlights. It's one of my favorite things. If you have the chance to go on YouTube oh, and yeah. watch old school highlights from the from the football league, those are fantastic always. There was a guy in the highlights that I was watching who was like playing a trumpet in the middle of the stands. I'm just totally down. 
We should bring that back. What do you think would happen if someone did that today? Like, they, get, they, get, get kicked they, out? they get kicked out. Yeah, they get kicked out of the state. That's ridiculous. Hey, if you want to bring a trumpet, fuck it, bring a trumpet. You know, that's my that's kind of my take on this. Yeah, yeah. everyone's so testy about this stuff these days. Let right. the people have fun. Yeah, give the people what they want. Um, <laughs> all right, so Spurs visiting Bournemouth predictions. Quinn, you got a prediction for us? I'm gonna go two one Spurs. Goal scorers? Um, I'll go two two sun goals and uh, one goal for Jordan Ive off the bench. How much of a slap in the face would it be if Young Sun Min scored 20 goals this year and Harry Kane did not? I would laugh so hard, especially because you're a Sun fan too. I am. I definitely you am. did pick a striker from Tottenham. He put in 20 goals at that point then. That's true. That's true. What about, uh, what's his name, Janssen? He hasn't done anything. Yeah, he, you know, they tried him out with Harry Kane kind of as a number 10. That didn't work. And then they kind of bailed on him. Hmm. I think I think Pochettino clop sides where pressing is really important. Traditional number nine is just not really the answer for them. I, mean, I could see that. Yeah, we saw it on we saw it on Monday. Yeah, with Firmino, you mean for Sturridge? Yeah. yeah. Well, with Sturridge playing and it not working out, but switching it up with Firmino and it worked a little bit better. Yeah, Sean, prediction for Spurs Bournemouth. I'm gonna go two one Bournemouth. We go on the Whoa. English coach against the Argentinian coach. All right. Dirty Argentinians. Yeah. Eddie Howe. It's gonna be, he's going to get taught the ways of hard-nosed English football. Lots of getting stuck in. Elbows to the face. Yeah. Uncalled. Yeah. style. That's how we do it in the Premier League. <laughs> That's how we roll. It's not as beautiful and we, league as Serie A. We all know England has a rivalry with Argentina. So, Yeah. Hand of God. The Falklands? <laughs> Bringing the fucking Falklands into the debate. That's so solid. All right, I got a tidbit. Governor of the Falkland Islands when they surrendered to Argentina's from Middlesbrough. I can't remember his name. He's got like a very English name. Continue and I will come back with it. Okay, I just want to say fuck you for taking the historical context from me. That's really, really, that's Ugh. so hurtful. <laughs> I, I wanted one thing out of this, which was to have the historical context. But uh, I'm going to give my score prediction now. 2-1 Spurs, Erickson and Alley to score. I'm not picking Harry Kane to score because I'm tired of jinxing him. But I think he will come on off the bench to play. And score? No. No goals from Harry Kane this week. All right, game number four we think you should be watching. Sean, we're going to come back to you on this governor pick for uh, Argentina and the Falklands. Um, Southampton traveled to Manchester to play Manchester City at the Etihad. Southampton's record against City is actually... Pretty good um, since they came back up to the Premier League. Um, five wins, one draw, two losses. Quinn, do you have a stat for us for this game? I do. Um, prior to Burnley's late goal in their last game, they had gone over 600 minutes in all competitions without conceding. So their defense has been playing really well recently. Yeah. Well, they got rid of Lovren, so that, you know, that, or t- that was two years ago, I guess, but still. <laughs> Still feeling the effects of the same. I like Van Dyke. I think he's really solid for them. He is really good. And Font can still do a, a good job. Yeah. And they have Fraser Forster from uh, from Celtic. Yeah, back in the days, Quinn, when you and I lived in San Francisco, a little FIFA action, Celtic. Those were the days. James Forrest. James Forrest, as we called him back at that time. James. Giorgio Samaras. 
Ooh. before he left for the Qatarian league. Um, Southampton, so bizarre. They seem to not, you know, they just seem to reload every single summer, but losing their best players. I was trying to think off the top of my head the players they've lost. I Lovren, Lolana, Wanyama, Klein, Underwearreld, who people sometimes forget that they had. Mane, Schneiderlin, it's amazing. Those are all players playing at the top of the Premier League at this point. If they had kept them, certain like title contenders, essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I like the look of this new guy that they got from uh, Bayern Munich, although I cannot pronounce his name for the life of me. Uh, Holbeer? Hoiberg? Hoiberg? Hoiberg. Yeah, I think it's Hoiberg. I don't know. I don't know German. Or I guess it's Danish. It's Danish, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hoiberg. You have to start to think, so if, if he comes good, Ericsson's really good, maybe Denmark start to become good at, in the international arena? Two Ooh, Danish yeah. midfielders? Also, Dane, the Danes still have greatest striker in the world. Nicholas Bentner. Yeah. We're going to need to get a championship <laughs> update to find out how he's doing. Uh, who's that other guy they signed? Uh, the Dutch kid? God, what's his name? Quinn, you'll know it. Jordy Classy. Yeah, how's he doing? I think he's been doing uh, better this season compared to last season. He actually started in place of Hoiberg this weekend when they beat Burnley 3-1. Uh, and he had a good game. Guys, I've thought about it a lot. I don't think there's any excuse for us not having Southampton as our number one team on the fan rankings. They were so obviously the best the best choice. Yeah, that's a good call. All right. Where, where were they? I think they were seventh. Yeah, they were up there. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, Sean's got our uh, governor... The Falklands when they surrendered. Yep. Sir Rex Hunt. That is a very British name. He was knighted, apparently. <laughs> oh, he died in 2012. <laughs> that reminds me of that How I Met Your Mother. What was the guy that they said they were like, uh, who died? What was it? Quinn, do you remember that? When they were talking about the last time Stella had sex? The captain? Oh, no, that's something else. That's something completely different. He okay. did a very English... <laughs> all right, so Rex Hunt did a very English thing. Uh, he lost. <laughs> after wow, being hot take. <laughs> after being outnumbered following a fierce gun battle involving a small force of Royal Marines, so he was outnumbered, so Rex Hunt took the decision to surrender. But in a famous final act of defiance, he dressed in full uniform to refuse to shake the invading commander, General Oswald Garcia's hand. That's very British, I feel. So he fought... Kind of that he, last symbolic gesture. Where he fought against an outnumbered... He was outnumbered. He fought for as long as he could and then put on his full-dress uniform and refused to shake the other team's hand. Why doesn't the English national team adopt the spirit? God, they've gotten so soft. Yeah. Quinn, your take on this? So soft. <laughs> Unbelievably soft. English history is replete. Honestly, I could have zoned out halfway through that. <laughs> English history is replete with just, oh, he held it to the last man and then surrendered, and then the dervishes cut him to pieces. The really English thing would have been to cape Allardyce's manager, you know what I mean? <laughs> just say, like, flip off everybody, you know what yeah, I mean? That's just true. say that's. But actually, the truly English thing would have just been to keep Hodgson against all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Against all. Against all. Um, like naysayers, essentially, until the very end. Okay. Yeah. Um, so back to Southampton versus Manchester City <laughs> before we got sidetracked. Should City fans be worried? And let me back this up by saying City have been top of the table this time of the year. 
I think, the last five seasons, and they haven't won the title every time. Um, traditionally, they're very fast starters, and they tend to fade over the stretch. I know that they have Pep this year. I know that they have some new players, but, I mean, they lose They lose to um, Tottenham. They draw against Everton. Is Are we starting to see some cracks in the armor in the city? Yeah, I think it's, there's a little bit of concern. Not too much, but, you know, they've, they've played Everton. The toughest games have been Everton, Tottenham, and United, and they, they've struggled a bit in all three. They played well in the United game, obviously, the first half, but lost a little bit of their control in the second half. Um, so this game's not coming at the best of times for them. Yeah, definitely. Sean? I think they'll be all right. Pep's such a good coach. The key's De Bruyne if he stays healthy. He's the engine room. If De Bruyne stays healthy, there's no way I don't see them winning the Premier League. It's a long season. You're bound to have hiccups. Did you see his, speaking of saves, the Steklazans, his save against De Bruyne <laughs> in the second half? That was absurd. It was almost as good as uh, De Gea's save. Yeah, so Steklazans, better than De Gea. What was better, though, <laughs> the Steklazans or the McConaughey's? Matthew McConaughey's <laughs> Renaissance. <laughs> I won't lie. I won't lie. I want to add Renaissance to everything now. <laughs> um, okay, City versus Southampton. Predictions, Sean? You got a prediction for us? I think City buzz some um, four nil. Oh, so impressive. Wow, Quinn. I'm gonna go two two draw. All right, even, Sean. Even with Southampton's good record against City the last few years. They didn't have Pep those last few years. That's a good point. Fair enough. Or I got two one Southampton. All right. At the Etihad. The wheels are coming off. The Pep experience. Wow. All right, here's what I want to have happen over the next 20 years. Pep never leaves City, <laughs> wins a kajillion Champions League trophies and titles, and he gets knighted so we can call him Sir Pep. <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's hard to hate on City fans at some point. I know. No, I agree. Um, okay, four matches we think you should be watching. Um, United's visit to Chelsea, which... We'll see if that's worth watching. Borough versus Arsenal, where Sean's going to be a little bit confused. Spurs <laughs> visit Bournemouth. Harry Kane's return to, to action, hopefully. And then Southampton travel to Manchester. Um, the game we think you should not be watching, Swansea versus Watford. Um, and I was handed the Seinfeld this week, and we kind of teased this out last week, but I'm doing an episode um, where Kruger is working with George at Kruger Industrial Smoothing. I think it's a really solid analogy, and I think especially the part where Kruger says, you always leave me wanting more. That's kind of how I felt about Swansea last week when they almost beat Arsenal, but I think that's going to be kind of a, a figment of Bradley's time there. It's going to be like, oh, but they could have. It would have been nice if they had, because I feel like that's how he was as the U.S. coach. Like It was always like, well, we lost an extra time, and... I know it was Ghana, but, like, we almost won. Maybe we should have, you know. Like, and that's how I feel like it's going to be at Swansea, you know. And then they'll get well again. <laughs> yeah, I love, isn't that the same episode when Kruger is doing that thing where you spin in your seat? Yeah, he's like, look, three times. <laughs> <laughs> and George finds it, like, eating cake at the diner. Yeah. All right, <laughs> fine. I'll go look what I have to deal with here. <laughs> uh, I love those counterfactuals as well. You know, if we... If we hadn't lost all those games, we wouldn't have gotten relegated. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And if I was eight feet tall, I'd play in the NBA. Probably not, actually. I don't have very good hand-eye coordination. Um, so that's the Van Buren voice for this week. But we do want to quickly stump ourselves on social media. 
Um, you can find us at, at Van Buren Boys FP. And like we said, I think um, Matt Hintz did a great job working the Twitter account during the United-Liverpool game. He live-tweeted. Uh, this week he'll be live-tweeting the uh, Chelsea-United uh, match. And Why is Matt watching all these United games? Interesting. <laughs> hmm. We'll have to bring this up next time he's on the podcast. If you're really into the Van Buren boys, you can also check out our new political blog, The Dispatch Box, uh, which we're trying to get off the ground, Sean and I. Quinn doesn't know anything about politics, so he's obviously not involved. Yeah, and I know a lot about, apparently, English politics. You know the history, you know, when they throw books at each other and stuff. Oh, yeah, that happened to Churchill. I think an Irish member of Parliament threw a book at him. Hit him in the nose. If you want more stories like this, follow the Dispatch Box at the Dispatch Box. Um, and that's Van Buren Boys out. Thanks, guys. There's a port on a western bay And it serves a hundred ships a day Lonely sailors pass the time away Talk about their homes And there's a girl In this harbor town And she works Laying whiskey down They say brandy Fetch another round She serves them whiskey and wine They'll say, they'll say brandy You're a fine